Welcome to part three of Health System CIO's interview with William Walders, CIO at Health First. In this segment, Walders talks about what he believes are the most important attributes for today's CIOs, the multifaceted strategy Health First is leveraging to improve professional development, and the many lessons he's been able to apply from his time with the military. When you first got there, did you reach out to, to different organizations and ask them things like how they approach the role going in? No, honestly. <laughs> you know, I've always been a trial by fire guy. You know, I asked at the beginning, and quite honestly, the answers I was getting were pretty simple. Like, you're ready, just go. Right? And I think it was more of a self-confidence thing. I remember I, I got the interview question many times to include at Health First was, hey, it's very different. You're no longer in DOD. And I always disagreed. And they're like, oh, you were in the military, you had tons of resources. And then I remind them, all four years at Walter Reed, we were continuing resolution with no new money. Or right. you're in the military, you can order someone to do something and they do it. And I was like, you ever heard of a government employee? Like every stigma associated with government employment is true. People right. don't right. just do what you ask them to, right? So all these management things exist. <laughs> the only thing that was different was, like I said, learned a lot about rev cycle, slightly different version of accounting. I learned two in grad school, a third in the military, and now a fourth in how we do things here. But otherwise, it's like for like. I mean, being a good leader, motivating the staff, being able to translate IT speak into strategic speak, those are the skill sets a good CIO needs. And then most importantly, being nothing but transparent with the resources you're given, be it people or time and money, and uh, build a plan, stick to it, and any time it changes, uh, be able to articulate why. Yeah. You seem like you're pretty candid. I would think that in the interview process, that was something that would either be appreciated or not. But yeah. um Apparently, I'm hired. I got hired. So I made finalists in every role I play. I mean, it was only a handful. For whatever reason, I declined two and got beat out by an internal candidate on a third. So, Yeah, I would think that with some organizations, there's a very particular mold that they're looking for. But thankfully, we're starting to see that change. And I'm starting to see people come to the CIO role from a variety of backgrounds. And I think that that can only benefit the industry. Yeah, I agree. I joke with um, some of my CMIO peers who are coming over to the CIO world. I'm like, I love it. I just wish there yeah. was a way for CIOs to go to CMIOs, but, you know, they just, that <laughs> MD degree just uh, seems to hold folks back. <laughs> right, right. When you talked before about what you want to do in terms of, of helping to further develop the talent, I noticed that that's something that you seem to be focused on personally, like getting certifications. So is, is that something where you know how you've benefited from it? So, you know, really want to push that along in the people that you lead? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one, we're in a very dynamic environment. IT, so fast paced. I joke with some of my peers and I won't pick on HR, but we'll pretend it's HR for a second. It's like you fall asleep at your desk for six months in HR and you wake up, what changes? Naively, I'll say not a lot. Maybe the IT systems that you once used, but it kind of dovetails into my next point. In our world, you have to stay relevant. I mean, things are changing. We're so diverse from a technologies and standards perspective and innovation perspective. I mean, it'd be very naive to assume that your staff are going to just grow that organically if you don't provide them the tools. I'm a huge proponent of mentorship and personal growth. I mean, my job is to build the roadmap for every one of my 400 staff to be CIO one day if they want to be. So mm -hmm. you know, what I've done in the past is build, in essence, that. And if we were face-to-face, -face, I'd show you my four fingers being held up, and it's a four-vector model, and on, a, on each vector is a growth vector, you know, for performance, for personal development, professional development, and leadership. And for every position description, labor category here, I'm building that now so folks understand, one, what the standard is for that role. So if they want to go to it, they know what they have to do to get there. 
And two is, you know, we can measure growth and show things from a referential and audit proof, if you will, perspective on why we're doing what we're doing with staff, why the forces shape the staff mix that we have now. Um, huge proponent on cross-training and being able to matrix the staff based off requirements, you know, wax and wane to that end. We've got some cold fusion developers on staff because our, our website is in cold fusion, um, you know, and I would love for those folks to be trained in, in other disciplines. So as we're pivoting and, and doing things on our website. Right. And as a leader, what are the attributes that you really consider to be most important for people who think have the potential to advance? Yeah, great question. Yeah, so IT people are notorious for trying to be the smartest person in the room, speak over people's heads and kind of pound their chest with the uh, fact that they're so smart when it comes to IT things. So right. what I look for and then coach is someone who has the ability to turn that off uh, understand the business and, you know, become a chameleon when it comes to their audience and be able to speak to the level of that audience, right? Be it physicians, mm-hmm. you know, providers of any type, understanding what they do and how that works, you know, not coming in and dropping IT jargon on them and kind of walking out of the room. And more importantly, with leadership, I used to think like every every level I've ever had, my problems were the worst and biggest things that were ever existing until candidly until I got to Walter Reed and I go and tell my boss about system outage that's affecting 30 of his 32 hospitals. He's like, yep, got it. And I'm like, what, that's it? And he's like, yeah, vice president's on the other line, right? Like all that to say is once you achieve these positions in leadership, you have far bigger problems. And for folks to understand that, be able to deliver succinct message that uh, resonates and conveys its meaning. Um, You know, and I, I share this with a lot of my staff. In fact, I said it this morning. Having the ability to tell someone what they need to know, not what you know, is important. You know, a lot of people come in and tell you everything they know. And I'm like, yeah, just get to the punchline, right? It's just like, right. what do you need? Oh, yeah, you needed $12,000 for this one upgrade. Got it. Like, just tell me that. But anyway, that's one of them. Empathy. I'm a servant leader. I'm a big fan of servant leadership. I've done almost every job, I think, subordinate to me now, with the exception of our CMIO, ironically. You know, I've, I was an EMT. I've been on wards. I've volunteered at these places. I've done everything in the IT bit. I've pulled cable. I've been in system and network administrator. Beauty about the Navy is we're an expeditionary force. You know, right now we have people who are my age and my rank when I retired who have nuclear weapons keys out in the middle of the ocean, right? And that same authority and scope responsibility is pushed down to levels like I once had of being higher network administrator, right, for systems, et cetera. So, so you know, having that, having been there, done that kind of servant leadership mentality is huge. I'm nothing but candid and transparent. At times it's been to a fault. I've learned to temper that as I've matured. So those are also skills I look for, the ability to communicate and more than just what I mentioned, being able to translate IT to other things. But when it's timely, when it's important, more importantly, when it's not needed. Yeah, that's kind of the higher higher level stuff, things I look for. Having a business mindset around IT is, is huge. If people who can translate that, IT of old, again, folks who come in and say the sky is falling and if I don't get what I need, you know, we're going to be on the front page of the USA Today or there, some threat vector is going to get us or we're going to get ransomware, mm-hmm. you know. Having the ability to have a normal conversation that's not just doom and gloom. Yeah, that is important because it can get pretty hairy sometimes, especially when, as you know, you're talking about all the things that could go wrong. There's quite a few. Yeah, and again, um, the IT of old, I felt like has used those as relevant topics of the moment to get whatever they needed from a resource perspective. So, yeah. so I value leaders who can speak to the business side of it, not the scary parts. Right. And looking back at the experiences you've had being in the submarine, I remember uh, Daniel Barchi speaking to him once. He's a, a New York Presbyterian, and he talked about with his military experience saying that once you've been in situations that are that scary, that are that serious, it, it gives you a perspective. And have you found that to be the case? 
Yeah, I, I'm unrattable at this point. I mean, I feel like <laughs> I've had to brief Congress on some of the issues that we had at, at Walter Reed. I've had bullets fired over my head. So, you know, when I have issues here, I think it was evident during the hurricane, I think I got a lot of uh, kudos, if you will, for my calmness and ability to sort through the problem, solve the problem. Uh, you know, I can't think of anything that would rattle me at this point. Yeah, and then being able to work through it, that's the most important part, right? Getting past that reactionary phase of, oh my gosh, the sky is falling to, let's put the pieces back together and here's what that looks like. So yeah, I think that's yeah. invaluable and, and probably often lost on, on some of our veterans who re-enter the workforce doing things like this. Yeah. And I imagine going before Congress has to be one of the scariest. You know, I'll never forget my first day at Walter Reed, looking at it, 2.7 million square feet size of Mall of America, walking on that campus, and then not even thinking about the magnitude behind that, another 32 hospitals and clinics <laughs> I was reporting to. Then having senators and congressmen knock on your door every day for the simplest of things. One, if they get admitted. <laughs> two, if one of their constituents is in the facility. So you really get crisis fatigue. <laughs> you know, yeah, when everything's sure. a crisis, nothing's a crisis. But, um, okay. but yeah, it's super beneficial from a life skills perspective, let's just say that. So it's hard, hard to rattle. Sure. So no wonder it didn't didn't bother you too much with that the hurricane the prospective hurricane right yeah. at the beginning. All right, I think that's probably about it. I mean, there's certainly more I can speak to you about, but in the interest of time, I uh, should let you go. But I'd love to speak again down the road. But uh, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, and happy to do it again. I love your work as I've seen uh, Ed Marks and I have some overlap in the past. I've been following your series on Ed, and that's awesome. It's good to see, um, selfishly good to see what others are thinking and talking about. So I appreciate the work that you do as well. Thanks again. I really enjoyed it and uh, look forward to, to speak with you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.